welcome to the 444 podcast Where you gotta catch it like, like a drop pass You know Dom is hitting all of the topics Ranging from the flyers to the process You know it's heavy sixers in my city From Embiid to Simmons You know we keep it gritty And the Phillies is ringing the bell The skipper got this team ready to sell No national love for Harper, right? I would've signed Bryce twice, the price was right, uh Wentz to Earth, such a connection Turnover on downs, Malcolm Jenkins in a session We back to being the beast from the east Turn the volume up and let Dom speak What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? This is Dom Lewis here with the Philly Sports 444 Podcast, and welcome in. I appreciate you guys for all your support. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you, guys. It's been a little bit of a delay in the recording of this podcast. Um, I've been kind of, well, let me say this. I've been trying to get a podcast out for at least a week, and I've been unsuccessful um, for numerous amount of reasons, but... I'm back with a podcast, and I've actually, <laughs> it's funny because I missed a podcast, and I missed covering the last two Eagles games before today, so I'm going to try to recap everything uh, from the last Eagles loss to the most recent two Eagles wins. Um, it's been a little bit of a... <laughs> I guess it's been a little bit of a, a wave, like it's been a little bit of a, um, it's been kind of crazy, I guess you could say, uh, being an Eagles fan over the last two weeks, um, considering that, um, you know, at one point there was some some outright panic out, you know, amongst, amongst the fan base, and now it's kind of like, not going to say bliss, but we're feeling a little bit better. So let's, let me go into everything, but before I start everything... Just want to say I appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. It is also on Apple Podcasts. It's also on Google, um, Google. Uh, I think it's Google Store or Google Play. And um, you can always listen to the podcast on Anchor.fm or using the Anchor app. You can also follow me, follow the podcast. It's at 444podcast on Facebook, on Twitter. And on Instagram. Um, and I will be posting to my Instagram more and more. Uh, I just need uh, you to get the followers up a little bit. So I will be posting more and more. So please give those pages a follow. And um, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Alright. So without further ado. Let's get into the podcast. I am I entitled. This is episode 35 of the podcast. And I've been, I'm going to entitle this podcast. Um. Flying first class. And that's simply because the Eagles are currently tied for first place in the NFC East. Now, about, I guess you could say two weeks ago or three weeks ago, this was not the case. There was some panic amongst the fan base. 
the fan base, excuse me. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. I mean, uh, the Eagles weren't playing to their full potential. And they're still not playing to their full potential. You know, it's crazy as that may sound. They're still, they still haven't put together a complete, perfect game. Although they've won games, they haven't put together a full game yet, in my opinion, to allow you to understand and grasp who this team is. So, allow me to go through the last couple of weeks of being an Eagles fan. I'll start with the Eagles-Lions game. And it is kind of a 180 than from what it was today. But we'll get into today and just give me a few seconds. Let me just get into this. So, Eagles-Lions, Eagles-Lions was a bad game. It was a bad loss. It was a bad game. For these reasons, one, the amount of drops the Eagles had during the game, the amount of drops by the receivers. Two, the amount of turnovers the Eagles had um, and the amount of mistakes they had. So, turnovers toppled with mistakes, toppled with drop passes, uh, was not a formula for success. And then, on the defensive end, no pressure on the quarterback. Defense, uh, defense secondary got carved up all day long. And then, uh, not for nothing, and this is probably the most vital part that I took away from that game, Fletcher Cox didn't register a stat in that game. Let me say it again. So he didn't register a stat. Like, he didn't register a hurry or a, you know, tackle or a sack or a QB pressure. Nothing. Nothing. No stat for him that entire game. He just played. So, the stats that he had was the amount of minutes that he played in the game. Or the amount of snaps that he played. But that was it. Okay? So, what made the loss so bad was that even at the end of the game, despite all the mistakes the Eagles had, the Eagles still had a chance to win. And, you know, they you know, they blocked the field goal that the, uh, the Detroit Lions kick. And then um, they get to the 50. And then at the 50, you know, they don't convert... Um, to get a first down, the game's over. Um, and there was several drop passes on that, just in that series alone. And that was kind of a microcosm of the day. So, at that point, the Eagles were 1-2. And, and there was a lot of panic in the city because people felt that Eagles would be 1-3 and three easily by that third, by the end of that Thursday game. Because they were going into Lambeau. They were playing a hot Green Bay Packers team. Not only hot because of Aaron Rodgers... And even Aaron Rodgers wasn't even this talk of the town for that team at that point. The talk of the town was their defense and how elite their defense was. So, all signs are pointing to the Eagles losing and the Eagles going to 1-3. However, they go into Green Bay, they go into Lambeau on a short week, and they actually put up 34 points. Uh, they run all over the Green Bay Packers, and they actually win the game. Now, the defense got carved up. Um, the Green Bay Packers had a total of 491 yards. However, they scored 27 points. And at the end of the day, uh, they the Eagles were able to stop them in the red zone twice. And that allowed the Eagles to actually seal the game and win the game. Um, Carson Wentz, he didn't have to throw for a lot of yards that game. He threw for 160 yards. Um, he actually had more... They, the Eagles had more rushing yards than he had passing yards that game. So... Um, between Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard, they had 172 rushing yards. Jordan Howard had three touchdowns, three, two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. Miles Sanders had a good day as far as receiving. Uh, well, as far as well, he had a good day receiving too. So he had, he, 
as far as receiving special teams and running the football. He just had a he had a good day. And with that win, with that impressive offensive win, I will say, Eagles moved to two and two. You knew they were coming to the game this week versus the New York Jets, and that they would win this game most likely. I don't think anyone I had one person doubt, so <laughs> Shout out to my man Clint, because my man Clint has been very pessimistic this year in regards to the Eagles. He is how I was in 2017 when the Eagles were making the Super Bowl run. I was a very pessimistic fan that year. Um, I felt like this guy was always, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it felt like to me that it was inevitable. It was going to come eventually. But the, the shoe, maybe the shoe dropped when Carson went towards ACL for me. But I felt like at the end of the day, once they well, once they got through that Atlanta game, then they were just going. They it was no stopping them. But I digress. I'm just saying that Clint has been the version of me that I was in 2017. So I've been the one talking him off the ledge this year, and I've been trying to reel him back in as far as telling him what this team is capable of because I know what they're capable of, even though they haven't played their full potential yet. They haven't played a complete game yet. I know what this team is capable of. I know it. So I've been kind of reeling him back, you know, trying to talk him off the ledge. And he he came in the group chat today with me and my man Ryan. And he was like, you know, Eagles can't afford to lose this game. I know it's New York Jets, but the Eagles can't afford to lose this game. And I'm like saying in my head, there's no possible way the Eagles are going to lose a game to Luke Falk. I don't even know who this kid is. Like, there's no possible way they're going to lose a game to a kid named Luke Falk. There's just no po- There's not going to be a reliving of Joe Webb. And the Minnesota Vikings, there's nothing like that. No, 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 no. There's no way. So, I'm just laughing when he sends me this text. And then, after the Eagles score a touchdown, then they get their first picks. Well, they get the pick six in the first quarter. I'm saying in my head, I told, well, I text back in the group, and I say, Eagles might 21 these guys before the end of the quarter. Like, they, they, they just might 21 these guys before the end of the quarter. So, I felt that the Eagles... They had a they had a good game today. They didn't have a great game. They had a great defensive game, I will say. Ten sacks, two defensive touchdowns, including a pick six, and then a strip sack fumble for a turn for a touchdown. And then um, Carson didn't make mistakes. He didn't he didn't make a mistake. You know, he didn't turn the ball over. He did throw for a touchdown, seventeen for twenty nine, uh, one hundred eighty nine yards, one touchdown. The touchdown, the lone touchdown pass was to Zach Ertz. Uh, Jordan Howard also had a rushing touchdown today, and they kicked the field goal, so that led them to 31 points. Score ended up being 31 to six. Um, the only reason that the Jets scored six was because of a, a special teams blunder by Corey Clement. And I will say that um, I heard there was some, uh, you know, I heard that the the ball may have hit someone's foot, and that's why Corey Clement was trying to um, get the ball. Uh, during that uh, special teams tobacco today. But, you know, I look at that and I just say, like, this is why he's not in the rotation. This is, like, he, he's not doing anything to help his case. Like, he's only hurting his case. He lost his spot on special teams as far as, like, doing kick return to Miles Sanders. And I know that the Eagles love Miles Sanders. I know they want to use him in as many ways as possible. But this is these are the reasons that he's not playing. Like, this is the reason that he's not in the rotation at the moment. Like, He's just, anytime he gets on the field, he's not helping himself. He's not helping his case. Like, think about the Atlanta game when he fumbled the ball. And I know he got hurt, but he fumbled the ball. And this is, I'm looking at him like, yo, this is this is the reason you're not in the rotation now. 
dude, you, you just get on the field and you hurt yourself. You do not help the team. I just, I don't see it. But anyway, so the Jets get six points and they, and they, I, they ran a heck of a play in order to get that touchdown. Excuse me. They ran a heck of a play in order to get that touchdown. But, you know, there was, you know, I looked at the game today. There was just no way I felt that the Jets would actually win the game and I felt like it was a complete 180 from the Lions game because the Lions game was the defense was getting shredded all game the defense turned around today against a bad now get I get it the New York Jets are a bad team but you can only play who's in front of you and they played who was in front of them and they made the team one-dimensional and they took care of business and that's all I can ask for they went out today they got 10 sacks before today, they only had a total of three sacks for the entire year. They got ten sacks. Brandon Graham got three sacks by himself today. Three. Barnett had two sacks today by himself today. They got ten total sacks. Two defensive touchdowns. That listen, I'm cool with that. My look, I don't I don't need the offense to I don't need the offense to actually play elite football. If my defense is giving me two defensive touchdowns, I don't need, I don't, if they're giving me 10 sacks, I don't need them to play elite football. I don't need that. So it's okay that Carson didn't have a 300 yard day. It's okay that, you know, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders didn't have, you know, 120, 130 yards rushing today. It's okay. I'm not panicked by that because I feel like. Now I get it. The Eagles did make some mistakes today. They made some some little bit of a blunders today, as far as like on their offensive side. But I do feel that they are mistakes that can be corrected. And if Doug Peterson hasn't shown you anything, he should have shown you that he is a coach that knows how to adjust. So he wasn't happy after the game, as far as like offense from an offensive standpoint. He's happy with the win, wasn't happy offensively, and he knows that there's things that need to be corrected. And I trust Doug to correct those things. So I'm not going to question that. I know they didn't have a great offensive game today, but a win is a win is a win. I'll take the defensive win today, and I will say that I do believe that the uh, the offense will be corrected. They will be it will be corrected. So I'm not going to panic that you know there was a lack of execution on several fronts today as far as the offense is concerned. But what I will say is that it will be corrected at the end of the day. It will be corrected. I won't panic. And it's going to be a tough task going to Minnesota, but we'll, we're going to see what happens. And I'll give my prediction about that later on this week. But good good win today by the Eagles. And it's a, like a complete 180 because they go into this three-game road trip they have coming up with versus going, going to Minnesota, going to Dallas, going to Buffalo. And um, they go into, go into this road trip with some confidence. Because the defense has been getting ragged on for the last few weeks. I know personally, I've ragged on the defense. I've ragged on Jim Schwartz. Because I felt like Schwartz was doing a lot that, you know, I'm not going to say he was doing a bad job. But the Eagles weren't playing good football. They weren't playing good in the secondary. They weren't playing good football. They're not getting a good pass rush. And I'm like, Schwartz, listen, I, I think he's a very, very intelligent defensive mind in the game and I trust Schwartz I really do I like Jim Schwartz I trust him as a defensive coordinator of his team he's a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator for God like he like I I have no choice here I have no choice so I I, you know I gotta trust him because when the Eagles when it comes down to it they are a bend don't break defense that's how they are that's how they play but 
I've been a little bit mad with Schwartz this year. And that's okay. I can be mad with Schwartz. I think we all have been as far as the secondary concern, the lack of pass rush is concerned. I felt like the linebackers were non-existent for a period of time. Today they came out, they had their they had their coming out party today. So listen, much credit to Jim Schwartz, much credit to that defense. This is a good confidence builder going into this road trip. These next three road because these are tough defenses coming up. You got Minnesota, who is a tough, tough defense. And then you got Dallas, which is a rival. Their division game. Tough defense, and they got an explosive offense now. And then you got Buffalo, who has a tough, tough, tough defense. They, I think they hold teams. I don't think a team has scored over 20 points in them, including New England Patriots. Like, no teams have scored over 20 points against the Buffalo Bills this year. They won again today. They're currently 4-1. No, 3-1, because they had a bye. So, I mean, they're out here. Um, I don't know. They're 4-1, 2-1. Four. Oh, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. What I'm saying is they only lost one game. So they, and they and they only lost that one game to the Patriots. So they're they're playing pretty well this year, and they deserve a lot of credit. So these teams coming up, they're not. They're, it's not walking apart. It's not a walking apart. And the Eagles going to have a little bit of a tough schedule coming up. But I feel like today's game was a confidence builder going into that road trip. To not not for the Eagles because the Eagles know who they are. They know who they are. And they know who they can be. But for the fan base to understand, like, this team can play some defense. And from the Packers game, we know that this team can run the football. Can play well offensively. And all the Eagles got to do right now is just string it all together. String it all together, and they got to get healthy. And I feel like once they do this thing, they'll be close to being an unstoppable team. Um, Carson just got to go on the road, play mistake-free football. Not throw any interceptions, not turn the ball over. They need to stay on the field during third down as far as offensively. Convert third downs. Continue to have the run continue to keep the run game going. Like do not shy away from the run game. They gotta continue to run the football because it's proven to be an effective method in order to win games. Each game they won this year, the run game has been has been a, a factor in each of those games. It's 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 proven. And then um, for on the defensive side, they got to listen. If you're going to bend, don't break, then don't break. Don't give up points in the red zone. Um, I, w- I would prefer that the Eagles get off the field on third down. I mean, I would love for the defense to get off the field on third down and for the defensive secondary not to get shredded. But most importantly, the most important part is the pass rush. They got to continue to get a pass rush. And it's funny because I watched NBC Sports Philly today after the game. Um, and I, I heard Seth Joyner. He mentioned it's so funny. He mentioned it, and I said I said the same thing last week or two weeks ago, whatever. I said it recently though. He said, "Brent, I think Brandon Green needs to play more inside, based off of the injury that the Eagles have at, at defensive tackle. Brandon Green needs to play more inside. He is more effective when he is inside. I agree with that. I said that recently. I it might be on wax. It might be recorded somewhere, but I feel like I just said it. Like he and I, you know what actually it is recorded because I said it on 215 Sports. Shout out to Earn. And shout out to my man Rail. I know Rail's getting married soon. So I just want to shout out our other co-host, Terrell Willis. Rail, I'm very, very happy for you, brother. Um But yeah, I said it recently. I just said that um you move Brandon Graham inside and then you have like maybe Vinny Curry on the outside. Uh you know, sweat on it. Josh Sweat is coming along a little bit. Um, maybe have Josh Sweat on the outside. Like, I'm not saying keep Brendan Graham there per-
permanently, but I am saying, you know, maybe half his steps, maybe they need to be inside. He's proven to be an effective player inside. He can stop the run. And his pass rush inside is a little bit it's 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 really, really effective to be honest with you. So hey, maybe he needs maybe he needs to play inside a little bit more. I was I said it. I did say it. Yes, I do remember saying it. But I I, I just feel like they gotta get the pass rush going. And and Kirk Cousins is not a mobile quarterback, so I feel like you gotta get him off of his spot. And you can get him off of his spot. You can get him off of his spot. If you just do that, I think there is a great chance that they win that next game in Minnesota. But I'll talk about that game later on this week. For right now, just want to enjoy today's win. I think the tidbits to take from today's game is that Eagles can play defense. They need to do a little bit of adjusting on offense as far as execution-wise. But the play calls weren't that bad. I mean, some of the play calls, they do they need to adjust a little bit of play calling. But they weren't as bad as people think. They just need to execute a little bit more and stick to the run game. Stick to the run game. I think that's it. I think that's it. And then these special teams, these blunders... With the special team, they gotta be cleaned up a little bit. Like, I mean, I feel like the return teams is always some type of issue. I get it. Like, the only reason Corey Clement was in the game because Sproles got hurt, and I don't know what the deal is with Sproles. Sproles is an older back, though. I'm not. I'm not looking for him to be, you know, to be uh, on the field for a lot of downs. And you know, if he's hurt, he's hurt. I get it. He's a little bit older. You know, someone has to step up, and Corey Clement is supposed to step up there. And he can't, like, it, it bothers me that he hasn't stepped up. It bothers me. And that's why he's not in the rotation. So, I feel like some of these things got to get cleaned up. But I feel like the perfect coach to do it is Doug Peterson. They go back to normal this week as far as a normal schedule. And, yeah, they got to go to Minnesota. But I feel like uh, it's not impossible to play. Listen, the last time we played in Minnesota, we won the Super Bowl there. So, that's, that field is not strange to us. We should be okay there. We should be fine. Just a matter of the team we're playing. They got a good defense. They got a good run game. They got two really, really good receivers in Thielen and uh, Stephon Diggs. But Kirk Cousins is the X factor. If you can knock him off of his spot, it's like a domino. Everything else will fall. All right. So that's my take on uh, the last couple of games. I, I, I guess I did it in a bridge version. Uh, I tried to speed it up as much as possible so I can get through it. Um, but I'm already at the 21 minute mark. But wow. Um, I'm just like saying that I'd try to go through the last three games as fast as I could and, and try to give you some a little bit of analysis on the next game. All right. So um, I feel like in this next stretch, the Eagles need to go two and one. They need to be five and three going into their break um, before their bye. Um, and then once they get out of the bye, they can make the playoff push. Um, but I feel like they need to at least be uh, five and three going into the bye. That's just my opinion. That's how I feel that the Eagles can be successful if they're if they're. Five and three going into the bye. I think that that's the magic number right now. All right. So I would prefer that those wins, the two wins would be against Minnesota and Dallas because I've, I would prefer two conference wins and one division win um, as opposed to having uh, and losing to an AFC team as opposed to winning against an AFC team and losing a division battle or a conference battle. All right. So that's my take. Um, I like I said, I'll give a little bit more analysis on the Minnesota Vikings game this upcoming week. I'm going to take a short break. Um, you'll hear a little bit from our sponsor, Anchor, um, and I'll be back. I'll be talking more about. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the Sixers and the Flyers and the Phillies. All right. So this is Don Lewis here with the Four for Four Podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. And here's Anchor. 
All right, everybody, we're back here with the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. So, we talked about the Eagles. We got caught all, all caught up on the Eagles, but um, we're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. And when I say we're almost there, I'm talking about the Sixers. The Sixers are almost back. They had their media day last week. Um, they had their blue and white scrimmage this past weekend. They got their first preseason game coming up on Tuesday. So, yeah, the Sixers are almost back, and I feel like um, I feel the buzz a little bit, you know, around the Sixers. I feel like it's a little bit of a different from what I've been hearing, a little bit of a different feel in in, in training camp so far. Um, it seems seems a little bit more prepared, a little bit more focused on a mission as far as trying to get an NBA championship, a world championship. Embiid um, has lost twenty pounds. Um, ben Simmons has worked on his jumper. They talked about. Uh, how they're going to be uh, defensively as a team this year, um, as far as uh, being like just a, a defensive-minded uh, team where they just lock people up. That's how I want them to be. Um, I, I want them to be a defensive team where I want them to. I said it earlier on Two One Five Sports, and I'll say it on here. I want them to be how the Detroit Pistons were in two thousand four, um, under Coach Larry Brown when they won their championship. I want them to be a team where there'll be a stretch of games where teams don't score over 100 points. You know, teams are held to 90 points a game. And the Sixers are just beating teams because they just lock them up defensively. I want them to be a stretch of games where it's like that. And then when there's games where they can't lock teams down defensively, um, they just make one more stop than the other team and in order to get a win. I want the team to get 60 wins this year. I want them going to the conference finals, at least the conference finals. I want them to go to the NBA finals. I expect I expect them to go to at least the conference finals. I'll say that. But I don't even want to sell them that short. I feel like we should have more expectations for this team. But maybe I don't want to let myself down. So I will say that I expect them to at least to get to the conference finals this year. I think with this, you know, barring them staying healthy, I feel like if everything goes swimmingly as far as their starting lineup, Going into the playoffs, they have the same starting line that they will have at the at the beginning of the year. As far as you know, being in B, Simmons, Josh Richardson, um, um, man, uh, uh, Al Horford, and having Tobias. If they have those five players and they have them in the, as the stars throughout the rest of the, throughout the playoff run, I feel like there is no stop. The only thing they can stop the Sixers are the Sixers. I said this early. The only thing that can stop the, the Philadelphia 76ers are the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't feel like a team out there can stop them. Not the Bucks, not the Raptors, not the Detroit Pistons, not the Indiana Pacers, uh, not the Los Angeles Clippers, not the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't feel like there's a team, not the Houston Rockets, nobody. I don't feel like there's a team out there that can stop the Sixers right now. Only the Sixers can stop the Sixers. And only, you know, to a lesser extent, the coaching can stop the Sixers. I'm not here to rag on Brett Brown. That's what my man Earn does. I don't do that. Shout out to my man, Earn 215 Sports. Listen up. Sunday mornings, 10 11. But I don't rag on Brett Brown. I mean, I rag on him when it's called for. But I feel like when you have enough talent around you, like, and you get the talent you finally want, that you finally desired all these years, you play with all this lesser talent, and you finally got the talent that you want, there should be no stopping you. And then I feel like if... These players, or if you get an elite set of players and they don't fit the scheme that you had or have, 
you adjust your scheme to fit your players. This is what co- good coaches do. So I expect I'm not going to get into I'm not going to get into it right now as far as like you know what Pro Brown needs to do. I'm just going to say that I hear that I feel the buzz around the Sixers right now. You know, starting to ramp up a little bit. And sooner or later, we'll be there. Sooner or later, we'll be playing Boston. I think that Boston game needs to be a statement game. Period. I think that Boston game, I think it needs to be a statement game. I think you need to go into Boston. You need, listen, I know you're tired of hearing the crap. You know, y'all can't beat Boston. First of all, you took their defensive presence away by taking out Horford. So, you should be able to beat this team. And I think it should be a statement game. But... We'll get more into the Sixers as like the next few weeks because, I mean, it's, it's you know the, the, when once the league ramps up, man. I, I love talking. I love talking. You know, Sixers. I love talking NBA. So once the league ramps up, man, we'll get more and more into it. Uh, let's transition a little bit into the Phillies. The Phillies have not fired anyone. They have not fired anyone. And what I mean by firing anyone, they haven't fired the manager, or they haven't fired the president, or they haven't fired the general manager. They haven't fired anyone. They fired the pitching coach. You know, you know, I don't even know who the guy was. Fired him though. He's not returning. Um, yeah. So, I mean, no one has lost their job yet. They, there's, there, there's no, no, there hasn't been any shakeups yet. And I'm nervous because I feel like no one's getting fired at this point. Um, I feel like the time to fire them was last week. And. The fact that they were waiting for this week to come, um, I feel like no one is getting fired. Not Clintech, not Kapler, not McPhail. They're all staying. And that's not the answer. I'm not going to say I don't think it's not the answer. It's not the answer. It's not. And with this amount of talent that you had this year, I've, I told you guys before. I felt Gabe was responsible for at least, at least 10 of their losses. If they could win 10 more games, they would. They were 81 and 81. So they could have won 91 games. We have an October baseball right now. I feel like Gabe was responsible for at least 10 of those losses. And the fact that nothing is going to change is a problem. To me, it's a problem. Because I'm like, you're, you're fine with being mediocre. And that's what you're telling your fan base. And that sucks. So, I don't know what the Phillies are going to do. I don't, I, listen, at this point, I don't want to talk anymore, Phillies. Not until they make a change and, they, and they're actually committed to winning. I get it. Listen, Middleton went out there and spent that money. And I applaud Middleton for that. But, these guys, as far as management and front office and all of that, I can't trust any of them. I can't, right? I just can't. So, we'll see what happens. Alright? We'll see what happens. Flyers! 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 Flyers have started their season. They actually started their season. They started in Prague. They won their first game uh, with a score of 4-3. to three. Um, So, their new coach, uh, Elaine Vignault. Um, I hope I'm saying that name right. But, um, you know, gets out to a win um and chuck fletcher the gm uh good win so far but you know it's a long season they got 81 more to go and you know they re-signed you know a couple of key players 
and bolster up the, the roster a little bit. But the, the real key is seeing how Carter Hart is going to play for, for this season. Seeing if the, the Flyers really got that goal that they have desired and they've wanted for so long. So we're going to see. We're going to see if who this team is, what the, if they're the real deal. And, um, yeah, time, time will tell for this team. Time will tell. But I know that the Flyers faithful are tired of being mediocre, are tired of being in the doldrums. It's time to make a move, and it's time to, to make a push. And I'm just hoping that Mr. Fletcher and Mr. Vignault are not uh, complacent. I hope that they're not, you know, like, oh, it's going to take a five. This is a five-year process. They're not going through a process. I hope that they're actively, actively trying to get better by each game. All right, so that's what I got to say on the Flyers. As I got to say on the Phillies and Sixers. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it with the podcast. The only thing I wanted to announce to you guys is that I am um, going to start doing a weekly picks segment, uh, like a little short like podcast every week. Um, I'll just do my picks for the week as far as games are concerned. Um, according to, I, I might factor in some some betting lines, but I'm not a betting guy. So I will really, it'll mainly be like just me saying how I feel about the team, uh, just doing my little bit of analysis and going through a pick segment uh, separately. Um, because uh, I, I don't record a podcast in enough time, I feel, to actually uh, combine it into one podcast. So I'll do a separate small podcast. It might be like 10 minutes or so. It'll just, excuse me, it'll just be me giving out picks. And I'll, and I'll do those picks on or by Wednesday. I'll do them by Wednesday. That is my word. So, um, or at least by, I won't say by Wednesday. I will say by Thursday before the game, but before, before the first NFL game, I will do my picks. Even if I got to do them uh, and record via the phone. All right. So, um, I am working to, con- uh, consistently get content out to you guys. I apologize for not getting the content out last week. Um, it is my fault that I was not able to, I mean, you know, the audio messed up a little bit, but I know I don't want to make excuses. It's just my fault that I I wasn't able to buckle down and record when I was supposed to or record and make time to record. But uh, like I said, it's late. Like it's right now is uh, I think I might have started recording like a little bit before 2 a.m. It's 3.05 a.m. and it's uh, uh, October the 7th. So um, I'm working, I'm working, I'm burning the midnight oil just to get, to get this podcast out because I felt like, um, I needed to get it out. Um, and I needed to, um, I needed to, I needed, like, it was long overdue. It was long overdue in my opinion. So I'm glad that I'm able to, uh, record this and, and able to get it out to you guys. And I thank you guys for tuning in once again, if you, uh, need to follow the podcast or if you haven't followed the podcast already please follow it's at 444 podcast on twitter uh and facebook and ig it's at f-o-u-r f-o-r the number four then podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t you can also email the podcast if you have any questions or have any feedback 444 podcast at gmail.com i'm always looking for your feedback you can always tweet me you can always facebook me instagram me as well if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, it is available on Apple. It is available on Spotify. It is available on uh, Google Play. Um, and it is always available on Anchor.fm or Anchor app or the Anchor app. Excuse me. Um, so, listen, please support your boy. I will support you. 
Um, and I appreciate all the guys or gals, rather, all the guys and gals, rather, I should say, that support this podcast. I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I just want to give a few shout outs. I want to shout out. It was this guy. Uh, man, I can't even think of his name right now. I feel bad because I can't think of his name. But it was a young, it was a young gentleman I gave a ride to um, from CCP. Um, we had um, I was driving Uber that day and I gave him a ride from CCP to South Philly. Young man was getting his haircut, but we talked heavily on sports. I can't think of the guy's name because I didn't write it down. But because um, I was supposed to record it last week, and I think his name might have been Taylor. So um, if I have his name right, if that's not your name, sir, I apologize. But I just wanted to give you a shout out because I said to myself, when you got out of the car, I'm giving you a shout out on this podcast. So thank you for uh, subscribing to the podcast. I hope you listen. And I gave my uh, my Twitter handle and, and, and um, email address in the um I just said it a few minutes ago, so I also read it in the description as well. And also wanted to shout out uh, Mr. Del Greco Wilson um, and Black Cager Sports. I am going to try to reach out to them as soon as possible in regards to uh, um, high school sports. So I'll be reaching out to them pretty soon. And Mr. Arthur, he's the guy that actually tried to connect me. I gave him a ride in the Uber one day. And uh, Mr. Arthur, um, if you're listening to this podcast, if this podcast some way finds you, I just want to thank you for, for giving me that little tidbit of knowledge about Mr. Del Greco Wilson. I will be reaching out to him. So thank you. Um, also want to give a shout out to um, Duke's Barbecue. Um, I know they're uh, a small business in Norristown. Um, they're doing their thing right now. I see them all over my uh, Facebook page. Uh, so listen, a shout out to Duke's Barbecue. Um, and then listen, anyone who has a has a business or a uh, something that they're trying to do that they need a shout out. Uh, shout out to Joey Smith as well. He is actually going to be doing my um, my podcast hoodie. So I'll be I'll be actually getting some hoodies made uh, with the podcast on it pretty soon, and uh, I'll actually be posting it on my Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. But this will be the work of Mr. Joey Smith. So Joey, I appreciate you, bro. Listen, please get back to me soon because I want to get these done as soon as possible. Um, but thank you for reaching out to me, man. Reaching well, getting back with me, man. And we're gonna make this happen. So thank you. But anyone else who has a um, like a business or anything like that, I'll be glad to shout you out. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter how great the business is or how small the business is. Listen, I'm all for people winning, and I don't want anything from you. I don't want any. You don't have to pay me for any. You know, right now you don't have to pay me. I just want you to win. That's all I want. So you know, let's help each other. All right. So this is Don Lewis. I'm signing off for this episode. This is episode 35. Episode 35. This is the Kevin Durant episode of the Philly Sports 444 podcast entitled Finally or Flying First Class. Flying First Class. That, is, that will be the title of this podcast. So I appreciate all you guys for tuning in. I will actually see you guys soon. I will be recording the pick segment uh, later on this week. And until next time.